You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 220 with Dan Kuyper. And today we're talking about the importance of fatherhood. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, and today we are paying it forward in a big way. We're going to talk a little bit, guys, don't freak out. We're going to talk a little bit about our emotions uh, and some pain that we may have endured through childhood from those that we love most. And whether we admit it or not, many of us need to have this conversation and need to hear this particular conversation. And many others are going to want to listen to this conversation as well. So be abundant in your actions today by paying it forward and sharing Men of Abundance with others. Share it on your social media, share menofabundance.com, share it from your podcast player, whichever one it is that you're listening to, and go to menofabundance.com, click on the leave a review button underneath any one of the podcast players, and leave a review, a rating and review in iTunes, or leave a rating and review on the podcast player that you're listening to this on. That simple action pushes Men of Abundance up in the searches when people are looking on iTunes or searching online for these conversations. Now, I will say over the last couple of weeks, Men of Abundance has gotten many more downloads than in the past. I've had a lot more action and a lot more visits to menofabundance.com, and it's all because of those of you who are sharing Men of Abundance within your circles, because I do absolutely no advertising to push Men of Abundance out there. I have done none in the last almost three years. So whatever you guys are doing out there, keep doing that. And those of you who are not sharing, be abundant in your actions today. Pay it forward and share Men of Abundance and go leave a rating and review on iTunes or on your podcast player. So listen, guys, many of us go through various levels of emotional and physical pain in our life. As sad as it is, many times that pain is caused by those who are closest to us, even our own parents. And that's confusing because our parents are supposed to protect us from harm. And listen, sometimes in their minds, our parents are protecting us from future disappointment and failures in life. Most men bury this pain deep in their mind and deny its existence. This, I hope you know, is the worst thing you can do. And today, Dan Kuyper is going to share his story and how it may help you and your children. Our featured guest today, Dan Kuyper, is an author, speaker, addictions counselor, and director of Finding Father's Love, a nonprofit ministry that offers hope and healing to those who have been wounded by painful circumstances in their lives. Dan has a strong passion towards those who carry father wounds. His book, When Father is a Bad Word, has been critically acclaimed and continues to carry a five-star rating on Amazon. Dan facilitates Finding Father's Love seminars and retreats across the country, helping participants find freedom from the painful effects of a difficult past. Dan is a father of three and grandfather of four and resides with his wife in South Bend, Indiana. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Dan Kuyper. Dan, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? Just great. Glad to be here. Thanks for the invite. 
Yeah, absolutely. Super exciting, man. I And I dig what you're doing, man. So I just had to reach out to you and, and um, introduce you to Men of Abundance uh, to the show. Thank you for that. Absolutely. So where are you at in the world? <laughs> where am I at? Oh, my world. I'm in South Bend, Indiana, about three miles from Notre Dame. Oh, wow. Have Such an avid yet. football fan am I that we rent our house out for game weekends. Is that right? Uh, <laughs> I'm a baseball guy, so what can I say? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. I, you know, there's that's that's pretty neat that you do that. How does that? How long have you been doing that for? I, that's interesting to me. Uh, we've been in South Bend seven years, and we've probably been uh, renting with Airbnb for three. Oh wow! So get to meet a lot of interesting folks from absolutely. around the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty neat. So, so it's it's the house that you live in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you just rent a room or whatever. Yeah, we can either rent a couple of spare rooms that we have. We've already rented the entire house. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, whatever people's needs are. But we have the whole home football schedule already booked for this coming season. Man, that is really <laughs> cool. And I, and one of the most intriguing things about that, of course, you know, you make a little bit extra cash, which is cool. But just to meet the people is amazing. Yeah. While I was um, in Hawaii doing split ops, my family was here in Tampa, Florida for since September, and I didn't come until mid-June. So uh, what I was doing was driving Uber and Lyft just because I just wanted to give it a try. And in Waikiki, man, I mean, <laughs> I picked up families from China, from Russia, Australia. Oh. I mean, you name it, just all kinds of characters and amazing people. Yeah, it's a great way to get to know people, that's for it sure. It really is. And actually, I wasn't considering doing it here in, in the Tampa area, but actually, um, I think once I get my plates on my truck, as we were talking pre-show, <laughs> make it official that I'm a uh, Floridian, I'm going to actually start doing it again for two reasons. One, because I like to get to know people in the community, but two, I want I, I don't know much about this place. I want to drive around a little bit, and I certainly, even after living in, ten year, uh, in Hawaii for 10 years, I saw places of Hawaii, of Oahu, the island of Oahu, I had never even been to before in 10 years. And that's not a big place. Wow, so sure. It's, it's really a lot of fun. Um, and it's, you know, nice little extra cash, you know, for that. That always helps, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it certainly does, man. Uh, it certainly does. And like I said, I just, I really didn't do it for the money as much as, although I did pay for my flights back and forth when I was uh, coming to visit the family and stuff, but just meeting the people, and I really got a lot out of it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I'm a people person, too, so yeah. I, I'm all over that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's funny because some people get in and don't say a word, and others right. get in and just want to just, you know, have a, you know, you'd be amazed at the conversations people have uh, without, they, it's like, hello, I'm, I'm sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell yeah. you, I've I've made friends from around the the world, uh, and we stay linked on Facebook. It's it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. So Ooh. you know, I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude, man. What do you have to be grateful for today? Oh man, I I am truly blessed more than I deserve. Uh, but I'd have to say I'm I'm most grateful for my family for for an amazing and supportive wife. We've got three grown kids. Uh, four grandkids with more on the way. Uh, But as I've been thinking about this interview, something else I am profoundly grateful for is healing I've experienced in my life from some rather difficult and painful 
childhood issues, and that God has used those experiences to allow me now to be a source of hope and healing to others who are going through similar things. There, there's just no better feeling than that. That is absolutely 100% correct, and we are definitely going to get into your kick in the gut moment here in just a minute. <laughs> but um, and I and I and I venture to say that you've got some pretty good ones. Um, but you know, the the whole thing about this abundance mindset and this abundance lifestyle is exactly what you just said is mm-hmm. taking those kick in the gut moments and or not even just a kick in the gut moment just knowledge that you have and helping somebody else through their situation through their life rather it's mm-hmm. donating your time talents or treasure and right. any or all of the above and the payback in in just emotional you know growth for ourselves mm-hmm. is huge Absolutely. I I just went to a memorial service for a cousin of mine who passed away after dealing with cancer for five years. She was diagnosed with stage four cancer when she was in her mid 40s. And she realized she had a decision to make. She could feel sorry for herself and cash it in. Or she could use this as an opportunity for growth, not only in herself, but to allow her to help others to grow. So she started a group called Overcomers, just people who are dealing with life-threatening illnesses. And dozens and dozens of people started to go to these meetings. And if you question whether or not it made a difference, there were probably, I'm guessing, 500 people at her funeral. Um, many with incredible stories of how how Darcy used her pain to help them through theirs. And I'll tell you what, uh, a lot of it is just choices that we have to make when we're faced with difficult circumstances. Mm-hmm. And how long did she survive after Five diagnosis? years. Yeah, Five years. That, yeah. yeah and, you know, I would incredible. have to say, hands down, part of the reason why she held on for five years is because of her purpose. She had mm-hmm. that purpose in her life. Absolutely. God had something for her to give to others, and mm-hmm. she gave it away freely. And the comments people made at her funeral were just heartwarming, uh, just what a difference she made. And really, uh, life is too short. I think mm-hmm. we have to be all about making a positive difference in the lives of others in this world. Yeah, it really it, Absolutely. And it mm. really is so easy. It's not that difficult, guys. It right. really is. There's, you know, it's mm. not about money. It's not, you know, it's it's really just about sometimes just sitting down and listening to somebody. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's really that simple. So, Dan, yes. how would you describe yourself? Oh, man, there are a lot of words to describe me. Some may <laughs> not be appropriate for your show, but I Honestly, I have gone to great lengths to be known by my kids as a good dad. Uh, I, I have been blessed to have accomplished some some good things in life, but I will know that my life was well lived if it says on my gravestone, he was a good dad. I mean, that is the most important thing to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, good for you. Um, and I'm sure you are. I've seen, I've been to your website we're going to talk about a little bit more here in just a minute mm. under your name. Um, beautiful, beautiful stuff you have going on there, man. And, and that just, you know, guys, <laughs> I, I was a terrible dad early on. I really was. Mm. Um, my, my whole life was the military. 
I was mm-hmm. deployed all the time. When I was home, I wasn't home. I was trying to chase that six-figure income. I mm-hmm. uh, thought that being a dad was just bringing money into the house. And it's so far from the truth, man. It's so far from the truth. And I know we're going to get more into that conversation. But before mm-hmm. we do, we talked about it just briefly. Is that kick in the gut moment. Um, guys, you know why we bring this up, man. It's It's just important to understand that, yeah, we all have – situations in life and while they're not exactly the same they are very similar Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's what we do with those kick in the gut moments that um really sometimes define us and and put us on a different trajectory and and i don't know if that's what happened with you dan but if you would i'd love for you to share that story with us and really make us feel it oh sure yeah several years ago uh, my wife and i went to a, a marriage conference um she needs a refresher every now and again. And, and we, we went to this conference and the speaker said, I have a question for you men and just shout out the answer wherever you're seated. He said, what is the first word you think of when you think of your father? And I was sitting in the back thinking, okay, this is going to be pretty interesting. And someone immediately shouted out strong and then came loving and then provider, encourager, supportive. And then it got real quiet. And one man took a risk and he shouted out, absent. Mm. Then came abusive, angry, critical, condescending, alcoholic. And Wally, I remember turning to my wife and saying, I am going to write a book. I can't stand to see all these people carrying this wound that I'm all too familiar with. And yeah, sometime later, my my book was published. It's called When Father is a Bad Word, but it came out of that kick in the gut. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can relate to some of those <laughs> because my dad, quite frankly, was he was he would not hurt a fly. The mm-hmm. most loving man in the world, but he was also an alcoholic and he was also in and out of work quite often. I've mm-hmm. only seen him actually um, not abusive on a regular basis physically to my mom. He did once, and I, com- I got in his face about it. Mm-hmm. But he was abusive in that he was an adulterer. I mean, he—it <laughs> yeah. was you know—in the comments he would make to me and my me and my brother, you know. And I think back on it now, and I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I would never want to. I would never use those that those words or, you know, and, and think that to my boys. And you remember those words oh, forever. Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So. Where did, I mean, how did that all, I, I, I know about your book and stuff, and it's doing extremely well. Um, what are some good news stories that's come out of that whole situation? Oh, my, it has just been so awesome. Uh, we talked before about meeting people through Airbnb, but meeting people through my book and through my Finding Father's Love seminars uh, has just been so incredibly gratifying. Again, it's just knowing that you're making a difference. And people have come to me with with their stories, and uh, I am just blown away that they are finding hope and healing for the first time in their lives. Because many times, you know, we don't talk about this stuff. I mean, we, we follow the, the three rules of growing up in an alcoholic home. Don't talk, don't trust, don't feel. We, we follow those to a T. And, and actually, they do protect us when we're kids. But when we continue to follow those rules in our adult lives, they can ruin us. 
So a part of healing is going back and breaking the rules, talking about the things that we were told never to talk about, uh, trusting people, even when the people closest to you prove themselves unworthy of trust, and just finding safe places where we can feel what we feel. And I'll tell you, we men don't do this one very well. <laughs> Women definitely have it on us in, in that regard. But it is so important for for men to feel what they feel as well. It's a huge part of the recovery process. Yeah, it absolutely is. And it's a conversation that I have quite often when it comes to men is <laughs> women certainly, like you said, they certainly have it figured out <laughs> because they're social. They sure. get out now, you know, some guys will get out there and they'll, they'll talk and guys go to the bar and they say, well, I go to the bar, I hang out with my guys. No, but you're watching the game or you're yeah. at the bar <laughs> and you're, if, if, you know, at worst you're at the strip club yeah. and how productive is that? You know, I'm not right. saying you have to sit down and be all touchy feely and talk about your feelings all the time, guys, but damn, you got to sit down and have a conversation about, Hey, you know, you have a loving wife at home what the hell i'm single what the mm -hmm. hell are you doing here with me type mm -hmm. of thing you know i wish yeah. i had what you had yeah uh, you know or at some point you're going to wish that anyway because you're going to die a lonely ass but yeah <laughs> um, the bottom line is you need to have these conversations with each other and get in each other's face and say look guy that's not the way you know you got kids at home man you know what are yeah. you doing yeah, it's definitely not a sign of weakness to admit that we feel whatever it is, sadness, loneliness, regret, anger. That is a sign of strength. That is owning your feelings. It's owning who you are as a person and being okay with that. Because mm -hmm. uh, if we never identify our feelings, we will never work through them. And if we never work through them, guess what? It's going to affect every relationship we have. And I, I mentioned that in my book. The relationship we have with our dad, for good or bad, will affect every relationship we ever have. And that's not an overstatement. Well, elaborate on that a little bit. How is that? Well, uh, yeah, so often that we have this difficult relationship with, with our dad and we become fearful of conflict, we feel abandoned. Uh, but when we never own that, when we never acknowledge that as truth in our lives, we carry that with us. Uh, you know, a, a, a prime example, uh, I'll tell you a, a little story. I did a Finding Father's Love seminar. The day before I did it, uh, someone who was signed up to come called and said, Hey, I got a friend staying with me. She's left her husband. It's not a good situation. Is it okay if she comes? I said, absolutely. We will, we will make room for her. And she came and she soaked it up like a sponge. And she came up to me afterwards. She had a copy of my book in her hand, said, I'm going home to give this to my husband because now it all makes sense to me. He had a horrible background and now he's bringing it into our marriage and, and he doesn't realize it. So she went on her way, and several weeks later, I get a call from this guy. He's like, you don't know me, but I have to tell you my story. He mentioned that his wife was there and bought a book, several, you know, so I, I put the pieces together. I knew who he was. He told me this gut-wrenching story of a father who walked out on him when he was, I believe, eight years old. He was an alcoholic and just left to do his own thing. Mom married another alcoholic, which is very common. Mm -hmm. Um that didn't work out, divorced him, married alcoholic number three. This one actually abused this boy physically. 
and he left. Here comes alcoholic number four. But this guy recognized he had a problem and he did something about it. He went to get help and he started investing in this boy who wasn't even his. It was his wife's son. He invested in him. He fished with him. The boy had never gone fishing before with a male. Uh, taught him how to play catch and did things that fathers do with their sons. And then in a moment of weakness, this man took his own life. And as he's telling me the story, he just stopped dead in his tracks. And he said, everyone I trust hurts me and leaves me. I will never let that happen again. Bingo. You wonder why you have trouble with intimacy with your wife? (laughs) This is a pattern in your life from the time you were eight. And he never connected the dots before. And thankfully, he found a lot of healing around that. And the cool thing is he went back to his community and started investing in young boys who didn't have father figures. And he asked me to speak at a retreat. He says, I have nothing to pay you, but we'd love for you to come. We got eight guys. I said, I'm happy to do that. I went, spent a whole weekend with those men. It was, it was a, a highlight in my life. <laughs> and then a couple years later, he calls me back and said, yeah, this thing has kind of grown, but we'd like you to come back and speak. We're going to have it at the church this time. So I went, I, I, on a Saturday, I drive out there and I walk into the building. There are 88 guys there. The pastor's looking around saying, I don't know most of these people, but all these people with this father wound that had no idea what to do with it, but it's it's been wreaking havoc in their adult relationships, and now they're finally owning that and, and taking steps toward healing. Man, you know, part mm-hmm. of the reason why I don't do a lot of these on videos because right now I got chills and tears in my eyes, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm choked up a little bit. That's... Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> Another sign of strength. <laughs> yeah, God gave tear ducts to men and women. Some yeah. guys don't understand that. <laughs> man, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I just, I'm a sucker for those stories, man. Mm-hmm. Um, well, good for you. That is, what, a, what an honor to be a part of something like that. Amen. Wow. I love what I do. <laughs> Absolutely. So talk to me a little bit more. Tell us a little bit more about your website and what, you know, who's it for? What are you doing there? What What's the uh, premise of the whole thing? How'd you get that started? Well, after the, the book was released, I got several invitations to speak. And uh, out of that then came a Finding Father's Love seminar that, that I've been doing uh, across the country. It's a uh, as long as people want to, hey, I can do a full retreat, I can do a three or four hour Saturday morning seminar. And we talk about things like the three rules of growing up in an alcoholic home. We we talk about the, the horrible statistics on fatherlessness in America. Uh, and a lot of people don't understand. They think fatherlessness means just not having a dad in the home. Well, guess what? You can have a dad who's physically present who is never there. Right. For his kids, I, I see it time and time again. So we talk openly about things like this. We we talk about um, uh, characteristics of growing up in an alcoholic home and uh, how we can find healing around those things. 
And uh, I've been doing a lot of work with Teen Challenge, which is a wonderful organization. It's not just for teens, but it's for (laughs) teenagers and on up, just people going through really difficult life circumstances who have nowhere else to turn. And I've been blessed to do seminars for them across the country. And uh, I love it because people aren't talking about this. And it's very frustrating to me that you know, there are 43% of kids in the United States who live without their dad, almost half. You know, 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. You look at high school dropouts, uh, pregnant teenagers, um, 85% of youths in prisons grew up in in fatherless homes. And I, I, I share a story about that at the seminar uh, about a guy who was imprisoned and Mother's Day was coming. So he went to the chaplain and he said, would you do me a favor and buy me a card to send to my mom? So she did. And the other prisoner saw it and said, where did you get that? Well, a sister so-and-so got it for me. Well, now she's got this long line of, of prisoners outside her door. Will you buy me a card? Will you buy me a card? She finally called Hallmark, told him what was going on. Hallmark said, you know what, we will send you three cases of discontinued uh, Mother's Day cards. It's on us. And she said, well, I don't want to look a gift horse in the mouth, but Father's Day is in June. And they said, well, we'll send you three cases of Father's Day cards, too. Mm-hmm. Wally, all the Mother's Day cards are gone. They haven't opened the first case of Father's Day cards yet. Mm-hmm. There is not one prisoner who cared enough about his dad to send him a card. I and mean, what what does that tell us? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And as far as I can tell, all of these um, these mass shootings and stuff in these schools and these kids doing this stuff. One of the things that I've looked into that I see that they all have in common is that as well. They don't have a father. They don't have a, a strong mm. man or a strong men in their life. One hundred percent, Wally, one hundred percent of school shooters in the United States are dad deprived. Mm-hmm. And, and we we focus on gun control. We focus on all the symptoms. But why aren't we focusing on the, the real problem, the underlying problem, the disintegration, the family in our culture? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned it before with with your dad. And it's not just alcoholism that creates problems. A huge problem in our culture today is workaholism. Mm-hmm. Because so many guys think it's my job to provide for the family. I want to give my kids what I didn't have. Well, uh, they're working too much. They're choosing to work instead of spending time with their kids. And and chasing the dollar, as you mentioned earlier. And we we as a society are paying a price for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And don't get us wrong, guys. It's important to provide in that way for your for your family and i've done everything that i could so that i could work from home my son actually just woke up and as i was talking to dan pre-show i have you know uss arizona model sitting on the dining room table waiting for us to sit there it's all laid out ready to go and he's (laughs) he's already peeked his head through my french doors here and you know he sees i'm on a show and uh he's waiting rather impatiently (laughs) but i'm here you know and and i'm here for him and we're gonna we're gonna do that here at 10 o'clock on a almost 11 o'clock on a, on a Tuesday morning. Well, what, 1030 my time Good on a for Tuesday you. morning. And then I'll, <laughs> I'll get back to work, you know, uh, but it's just important for you guys. It's not, that's not possible for everybody. I get that, but just understand that making an income and providing for your family is extremely important, but 
you also have to take that time. Date your kids. This is one of the things that I've learned from some of my mentors is date one of your children at least once a month, once a quarter. Do something they want to do. Do it for the whole day. <laughs> go to the lake. Go to the bouncy house. Go to, you know, whatever they, it's not about you. It's about their day and what they want to do. Yeah. I have seen more romantic comedies than a man should have to endure because I have two girls and they <laughs> love them. And you know what? When that scene finally came where the main characters brought together, uh, were brought together and had that, that on-screen kiss, I'm looking at my daughters just beaming. And then I take delight in that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Small price to pay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But the, but the, the, the amazing part about that whole thing, and I know that the best part about that whole thing is that you're sitting right there with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely beautiful so brother we are at the point of the conversation where we're going to pay it forward you ready to do that absolutely excellent all of you amazing small business owners out there i want to talk to you for just a second are you still having fun in your business is it still as fun as you thought it would be two three four five years ago when you first got started chances are if it's not it's because you're not making the revenue that you thought you would. You're putting more hours in than you ever imagined that you ever would put into a job. And you're just really just kind of keeping it afloat. And that's not a great way to live. I want to help you with that. I want you to have as much fun as I'm having on a daily basis. I don't know that you'll be ever be able to work out of your home like I do because of the nature of your business. But I want you to be able to spend more time with family and improve your health instead of degrade your health through spending more time at work, more time in the business. I want you working on your business instead of in your business. Now, if this is your first exposure to me, chances are you don't know me from anybody. And I totally get it that you would question, who is this Wally guy? What can he really do for me? So here's what I'm going to do for you, for all of you. I'm going to offer you 30 days free into two of my programs, my DIY program and my group mastermind program. I'm not going to lay it all out right here because I want to get back to the conversation, but go to menofabundance.com and click on the AP Mastery tab at the top of the page. I've put a short video there introducing myself and I've put some more information there that you can evaluate and take a look at what it is that I can do for your business. And look, I am willing to work with you for 30 days because I am very confident of the results that I can give you in your business in the first 30 days of you working with me. In fact, on our first 45-minute conversation, I'm going to show you where you have ten dollars to $50,000 hidden in your business. That's child's play for me. I'm not only going to show you where that's at, I'm going to give you strategies on how to uncover that money that's hidden in your business. Now, you can either go to the show notes of this episode or go to menofabundance.com and click on the AP Mastery tab at the top of the page. Now, let's get back to the conversation. So share one to three actionable steps that Men of Abundance can take today. Well, I think often of the story told uh, about Mother Teresa when, when a man traveled to India to meet with her and asked where could he go in the world to make the greatest impact. And she said, go home and love your family. Mm. Uh, so out of that, I, I've got three, three things I would like to leave the men with today. First, take your role seriously. 
if you take your role as a father seriously, it will, it will change your life. It will change the lives of your kids. It will change this world. Take your role seriously. Uh, second, give your kids your time. Kids don't want stuff. They want you. You know, I, I've heard so many guys say it's not the quantity of time we give our kids, it's the quality. And, and there's a Latin term for that. It's lotus acrapicus. You know, that is often just a justification for men who work way too much. And, and honestly, a dad's workaholism can mess up our kids as much as if dad was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And the third thing, being a man of faith, I, I believe it's vitally important to discover who God is. And, and I mean who he really is. When we understand the fatherhood of God, it just has a profound effect on our lives and in turn on the lives of our kids. Uh, and many times even churches uh, present a false concept of who God really is. Uh, but another thing I have found is uh, we often see God through the lens of our dad. And for some of us, that's great. Our dad was loving and kind and affirming, and that's how we see God. Others of us were not that fortunate. We see fathers as abusive and angry, and that's how we see God. But the reality is, He's a father who longs to spend time with us. He's a father who's worthy of our trust. He hasn't broken a promise yet. He's a father who loves us just as we are. He's a father who would never think of leaving his kids. And you know what? I can get pretty close to a God like that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that. What daily habits make the biggest impact in your life? Oh, man. Uh, I treasure my quiet time. Uh, and usually I, I focus on four P's. Uh, I pray, I ponder, I plan, and, and perhaps most important, I, I prioritize. Uh, because we can get carried away with our to-do lists, and I tend to put loving others at the top of my list every morning. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you what, there's no greater thing for us to do. And this is with our spouse, with our kids, with the people we associate with in business. But loving others, to me, is what it's all about. Uh, People aren't going to remember your accomplishments when you're gone, but they will remember if they felt loved by you. What are you reading or listening to that you'd recommend that our abundant uh, leaders listen to and why? Oh, man. Um, Actually, a a movie that had that came out recently um, called I Can Only Imagine. Um, And and I'll be honest, I usually don't like Christian movies because (laughs) they're just not done real well. Uh, This was not only one of the best Christian movies I've ever seen. It was one of the best movies I've ever seen. And it's all about the father wound. Um, I intentionally took people who I knew who had abusive dads uh, to see it so that we could process it afterward. I've seen it seven times. It's out on uh, uh, DVD now. I know that's one I'm, I'm going to own. Uh, and, and I also love reading John Eldridge. Uh, he's got several books dealing with, uh, with the father wound. Excellent. What's the name of that movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, I Can Only Imagine. Okay. Great movie. Just love it. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I wrote that one down because I'll get to the editing later, so I want to make sure I get to that sooner than later. I want your feedback. Absolutely, and I'll (laughs) I'll actually probably share the feedback when I do the editing of this conversation. Great, great. Excellent. So what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? 
Oh, man. You know, I am working on my second book right now. And um, there's a, a wonderful verse in the book of Isaiah that talks about soaring like eagles. And, and I've, I've been around lots of people in the world, in and out of the church, and honestly, I don't see a lot of soaring. I look around, I see a lot of crashing and burning. I see a lot of up and down. I see a lot of people flapping their wings and getting nowhere, but not onward and upward. And that's what soaring is. It's not just gliding or coasting. It's moving onward and upward. So I've been polling people over the last year asking this question. If we are meant to soar like eagles, what is keeping us on the ground? And I have been fascinated with people's responses um, of, of pride, uh, impatience, uh, unforgiveness, um, complacency. But by far, the number one answer uh, is fear. Mm -hmm. And that is one that we men do not like to admit uh, but we are impacted more by fear than we would like to imagine. I, I talk about the unholy trinity of fears when I do my Finding Father's Love retreats, the fear of failure, the fear of rejection, and the fear of intimacy. Wow, those uh, can create, actually that's the perfect storm for, for porn addiction, which is yeah. another show for another time. Mm -hmm. uh, but we never have to worry about uh, fearing failure or rejection uh, when we're dealing with images on a website. Yeah. And we don't have to deal with feelings. Ah, win, 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 right? Exactly. Not so much, not yeah, so much. Absolutely, <laughs> now, fear is by far the most common answer and most common response in various uh, ways to that question. Mm. Where do you think that fear comes from? Oh my, well, fear to me is the opposite of faith. Uh, we have to understand why we are fearful. And in a true moment of vulnerability, I will tell you that I was fearful about this call. And uh, I've been wound up all morning. And about a half hour before we connected, I just sat down and I thought, okay, what is this about? Why? You love to talk. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Why is this a problem? And I had to admit, I was fearful I was going to say something really stupid, that I was going to be judged, that, you know, people aren't going to want to get close to me. You know, and it's, it's what we just talked about, fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of intimacy. It, it's, it is underneath the surface more than we would like to admit. Mm -hmm. But then looking at those straight in the eye and say, you know what? Uh, I got to be done with that. I am going to have faith that uh, I will do and say the right things, that Wally will be pleased with me because I am a people pleaser from the word go. And I, I got to be okay with me. And uh, that, that has been a lot of my life's journey, learning to be okay with me. Yeah, very, very important. <laughs> hey, thanks for sharing that, man. That's really important. And I, I truly appreciate you being vulnerable to that point to share that with us, because it's extremely important to identify that and to recognize that. So it's, yeah. I appreciate that. No problem. <laughs> so what does living a life of abundance mean to you? Uh, you know, again, one of my one of my favorite verses is from the uh, book of Jeremiah, where it says that God's plan is to prosper us. And 
abundance and prosperity are, are often uh, they often go hand in hand. And a lot of people misinterpret that verse as prospering means material wealth, but that's not what it's about. God's plan is to prosper us with peace, with contentment, with a sense of purpose, with joy. And all of these are characteristics of a good dad. All of these are characteristics of a good man. And that, to me, is the abundant life. Mm, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Dan, we're going to close this up, but before we do, what did we not talk about that you'd love to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation? And, of course, we are going to have your website, dankuyper.com, linked up in the show notes and any other way that we can uh, get in contact with you. Yeah, just through the website is the best way. I've got uh, uh, some Facebook pages as well. I got a personal one. I got an author speaker page and I, I got one for my uh, book when father's a bad word. Um, but if there were any uh, words of wisdom I'd like to impart at the end, it would be this, that it's, it's never too late to become the man and the father that you want to be. Uh, you can find healing uh, for your wounds, whether they're father wounds, mother wounds, church wounds, divorce wounds, whatever they happen to be. Healing can be found. Uh, forgiveness and freedom is possible. Yeah. And we can soar. Then we can soar like eagles. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and then the next step after that, is, in my mind, is helping others soar. And that's yeah. part of that whole process. Absolutely beautiful, man. Yeah. I love it. And one of the things I want to point out is I was going to mention earlier, but I just remembered when we were talking about, you know, how many men, how many boys are out there without dads. Uh, guys, you know, it's not just about the dad. It's just about having men in their life, strong men who they can rely on and mentor. The first real strong man in my life was my high school freshman football coach. Mm-hmm. That that mm-hmm. was him. He, that was him, and I can explain what that man did for me. But guys, you can do that. You can be that man for those boys. That one boy out there that you know needs some guidance. Bring them yeah. along, and and you know, show them what a real man is. That'll help you yeah. be an even better man and soar beyond your dreams. More young guys that we know of that are just longing for that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason why when I joined the military, that's why I liked it so much. I just realized I needed the uh, the discipline uh, yeah. more than anything. <laughs> it does that, doesn't it? <laughs> it certainly does. I loved it from basic training because that's definitely what was what was missing in my life at that point. Anyhow, mm-hmm. Dan, great conversation, man. I truly appreciate your wisdom. Absolutely love what you're doing. Go out there, live your life of abundance and keep paying it forward, man. It truly is paying off, as I'm sure you know. Amen. Thank you, Wally. I appreciate you and all you're doing, too. Blessings. (laughs) All right, guys. So your action step that I have for you today is to figure out a way to spend quality time with your children, like Dan and I discussed during the conversation, or even find a retreat like the Finding Fathers Love Seminars or some sort of retreat that can get you out of your comfort zone, get you and your children and your spouse for that matter, get yourself out of your normal routine and spend some quality time with each other. This really is not difficult to do, but the payoff is absolutely huge and life-changing. You know, it's so easy to go to Walmart or something, some other store and just buy your kid a toy uh, to appease them for a little while or get them that toy that they always wanted, but 
Just like the little sign that I have right here on my bookshelf, collect moments, not things. Moments will last forever. And just think about the last toy that you bought your child. Where's it at? Probably can't find it, or it's deep in the bottom of the toy box, or it's broken and in the garbage. Bottom line, it's out of, out of sight, out of mind. Those memories will stay there forever. Now, go out and live your life of abundance, and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.